Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Laura Cole from Envision Financial Solutions on the podcast. So Laura is 28 years old, just turned 28 on the 31st of July. Reason I say her age, and I don't really just mention people's ages straight up front, is Laura's been in the industry for the last eight, nine years, starting the industry when she was 19. And she's really passionate about young women in the financial services industry. And it's one of the sole reasons we've arranged to get Laura on the podcast. It actually started from us talking on LinkedIn and how I was talking about when I had Pam Brown and Nina Brown on. And Laura's like, look, I really want to speak about this. And she's got some great stories about why she thinks women should be in the industry, especially people leaving school or leaving college. It's a real good industry to get into. We're going to speak about why she thinks there's a lack of women in the in the industry and how it should all start from a school level. And some great episodes about that that we'll be speaking about as well. So Envision, she was, it was actually set up by her mom. So she's always seen strong women in the business and how to run a successful business. And I'm really excited because we've spoken about this off air, where she can take the business in the future. And I'm sure social media is going to play a huge part on that because Laura actually heads up the social media content for the company at the moment. I've seen a lot of their stuff on social media and it's really positive. And Laura, I think Laura does a lot of stuff that I talk about without even realising. So we're going to be talking about that as well. But Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And happy birthday for the other day. Thank you. <laughs> <We're> now, <laughs> closer to 30. That's it now. That's, you're going to be talking about getting the youngsters into the industry. That's what I find now. Yeah. <laughs> What was that I was thinking about the other day? I was thinking like my eight. I remember actually I saw a watch in my cupboard that I got for my 21st and I thought I got that 12 years ago. I don't wear it like I just do like Apple Watch. I know. There. It's oh. scary. We've we've got a young, well, we did have a young lad working for us, 18. Yeah. And I thought I was his, I call myself his sort of generation. <laughs> I thought, and he was, he actually said he's like, no, you're not classed as our generation anymore. You're <laughs> I was like, what? You're like, oh, I'm going to have to learn how to use TikTok. That's what you think. I thought I was down with the kids. <laughs> but that, that's where I want to start, actually. I'd love to, oh, my voice is going. <laughs> I'd love to start from when you left school. Did you leave college? What did you actually want to do when you were at school or college in the first place? Yeah, so um, complete opposite. So I left school. Um, I knew I didn't want to do college. didn't want to do university. Okay completely not academic at all um being completely honest my grades were terrible not because I wanted them to be or didn't work hard I've just never really had that sort of skill set mm-hmm. so I left school and straight away I knew I wanted to go into some sort of working job and earn my own sort of money mm-hmm. probably as well looking up to my mum she's always taught us independent woman work hard earn your own sort of money um, so I left and I've been very, I'm very much into like arts and craft, that sort of stuff. So believe it or not, I did hairdressing. Okay. Got all my qualifications, um, did that. And then, um, so my mum's always obviously been a mortgage advisor, but she originally did it in estate agents. Okay. Um, so 
wasn't happy. So mum said, right, I can try and get you a Saturday job, but it will be in the estate agency side, not as a mortgage. All oh, right. Um, so did that. Loved it. Did you? Yeah, I did. I, lo- I did love it. Um, completely different to the hairdressing style of things. But yeah, just loved it. I loved the atmosphere more, just everything about it. So then um, realised I'm actually quite good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then I got offered a full-time job. In the estate agency, nothing to in do with mortgages. In the estate agency, nothing to do with mortgages, but I worked in the same office as my mum. Nice. Um, so obviously my part of my job was to try and get people in to see mum, the mortgage. Yeah. And again... I was doing really good. I don't know if it's because it was my mum. So I had a bit of an invested interest, but I, every client that came in, I got them 100% with mum. Really? Um, and then just watching just watching what she did and the sort of, it's a different sort of relationship you build and just seeing the clients. Um, basically, essentially, mum's the one really who makes the first sort of dream come true. And then yeah. he sells them the house. So I just loved it, um, but didn't really think too much into it. I just kind of admired what mum did quite a lot. <laughs> and then she left and set up Envision. Right. And six months from that, I basically budgeted her enough and she decided, right, you can come work for me. Do you know what I love about That's that story? That's how it all started. <laughs> she obviously got you the Saturday job, but you had to work at doing it yourself. Yeah, first I had to thing, prove myself. Exactly. First thing is, I love the way that you looked up to your mom, and you're like, I could see myself doing that. But the second thing is, she went away and set up Envision. It could have, it could have been so easy for her to shoehorn a role for you. But yeah. She sat back and going, no, no, I want you to fight, almost fight for this, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot, I think, I'm glad you said that, because a lot of people, I think, do think, oh, you work for your mom, it must be pretty easy. Mm. But my mum's very much always, you know, I've had I've had to show that I'm worthy of the job, you know. And if anything, you work hard because you know your mum expects a bit more <laughs> from you than a normal person. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much how I fell into it. And then uh, yeah, the rest is history. I just work. So you've obviously got that estate agency background as well, so that must help with your. Did you go full time estate agency? Then did you say yes? Time? Yeah, so yeah. that gave you a great insight into how the market works. Definitely, yeah. So when you did, and I always like asking this question: when you did the CMAC, mm-hmm. did you think, "Oh, that's it, I've done the CMAC, I'm become a mortgage broker now"? No, well, I was actually anti CMAC, so I oh, okay. mum's admin, and then power planning so I basically mum did all the face-to-face seeing the clients because at 19 I was like there is no way I'm sitting in front of a client like that's my worst, worst nightmare, nightmare that's worst nightmare um so mum agreed okay I'll do all that she'll see the clients and then hand it over to me and I did everything so mum was the face and I was the person behind doing it sort of thing and then um she kept pushing and pushing. Come on, you need to do your C map so you can do this on your own. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I don't know what what it was. But something. I just eventually caved and said, right, okay, let's do it. I'll just get it done. And then, yeah, ever since, I love it. You look. You can tell you're a really personable person, and you can see that. You can see why you would have made a fantastic estate agent because people you can see people warm to you. So it is quite weird that 
you didn't want to become a mortgage broker straight away because it's yeah you know you've been doing it for years you'll probably find it's very similar skills it's just talking to yeah people. although it's funny to this day so 10 minutes before a mortgage appointment I'm like pacing the room and I'm like oh, okay and I, I still get really nervous see really- I love I love that honesty because there's especially on social media you could if you hadn't have said that, you could listen to a podcast episode and there might be an 18, 19 year old boy or girl out there that might be thinking, oh, these guys make it sound so easy. I'm so nervous yeah. at my appointments. No, actually, mm-hmm. Laura's standing here and going, guys, I still get nervous now. It's yes. such a raw thing to see, especially when mm-hmm. this goes out onto socials. Yeah, I think as well, a lot of people think, well, this sort of role, how I saw it is you'd almost think you do have to be really confident and you have to have that sort of, I always say Wolf of Wall Street sort like of. swagger almost, yeah. Yeah, but you, you don't. And I think actually my clients love me because I have got that vulnerability. And sometimes I stumble my words in front of them and I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll admit sometimes I'll be like, oh, I was really nervous meeting you for some reason. But they love that honesty because they feel the same when they come in. I think mortgage brokers, and I've never been a mortgage broker, so tell me if this is wrong. I think after years and years of doing it, you could maybe become a bit numb to it where you're coming in to 5% deposit mortgage. I know to put you with this lender because this is their criteria. We're going to progress it. It'll be Mm -hmm. three three months. And it's a transaction. Whereas what you're saying there is you're being vulnerable to them. And I'm going to talk about this shortly, but you welcome them into you and your family as a company, don't you? Because you're showing them a vulnerable side that... They're, they're probably quite nervous coming to you yeah. and telling them that they might have missed a payment in the past or they got rejected mm-hmm. for a mortgage a couple of years ago. And that how important is it to show that vulnerability even even years further down the line? Well, for us, that's our biggest mantra is, you know, we're we're humans, we're not stuffy. Um, we've all been there. I, I always, you know, if people say something, I'm like, don't worry about it. We've all been there, you know. Yeah, you know it's, it's it's not a big deal we'll sort it you know and there's no I think n- never any judgment so you know the whole family vibe is we're very much once you enter Envision you're part of the Envision family so you know clients will come in and they won't just meet me I'll go and get mum and I call her mum yeah she'll sit and have a chat with them for a good five minutes and just speak to them and then you know when they leave they actually I've got clients who are my clients who come in and they actually say who's Karen around (laughs) (laughs) you know you're part if I'm not there mum's there you know a little team that's you do see these family-run companies there's no right or wrong way of doing it some people won't refer to them as family because they want to maybe appear a bit more as a corporate company whereas you are very much don't know my mum and daughter, we're proud of it. This is exactly what we want to do and show show people that those are your values. Yeah, definitely. You've obviously looked up to your mum a lot during the business. Now, do you think you'd have been able to, or you even knew about a mortgage broker if your mum wasn't one? No. And this is what I want to get down to, and this is exactly why we've got you on the podcast, is mm-hmm. what can schools do, what can companies do, what can mortgage brokers like yourself do Mm-hmm. To try and get the word out there to younger people. Yeah, well, I think um, from speaking from experience as well. So we um, we actually did something with a, our local school. How oh, did you? Yeah, where 
mum went in. I'll say mum, I won't say Karen. <laughs> he went into the school and uh, did like where they do um, a day where they do interviews. Oh, okay. But she wasn't going in as a mortgage broker. She was going in to try and help young people do interview skills ready for when they leave school. Um, and she interviewed a young lad who came, you know, did it and she helped him out. And then funnily enough, he obviously remembered us. We remembered him and he joined us. Oh, wicked. And, that's that's it. and he, and again, I think he, he said exactly the same. So when you, you don't realise, I think now I'm see the age I am, you forget certain things, but just from speaking to his name's Finn, mm. he's 18 and straight away he's, he, he, you know, when he first started, he struggled and he'll admit that because he didn't know what half of any of the terminology meant. Yeah. Didn't really even know the word to buy a house called a mortgage. Mm. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think of it, would you? No, you wouldn't. So it's definitely something that I think needs to start at a young age. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I was at school, there was careers advisors. And I'll be honest, my school, they didn't do much. Or they yeah, didn't we didn't have anything. anything. Yeah. So the only reason that you've known about that, like you would have heard that word mortgage growing up. Do you know what I mean? Whereas for that lad, yeah. his, do you know what I mean? His mum and dad might have worked in a completely different industry and just wouldn't yeah. know about mortgages. Do you think it should be cut, become part of the curriculum? As oh, yeah. Life skills almost or something. Yeah. So I just know because I've got a younger brother. Mm-hmm. I, they do um, like a life skills sort of uh, lesson now. I can't remember what it's called. I'll do that. Like the old general studies, ours used to be that kind yeah. of generic stuff. Yeah. But they don't really bring into they don't bring into it about mortgages and kind of what you have to do to get yourself in a good position for the future and you know how to look after money and when you leave how you set up a bank account even it's more to do with you know like um I know when he spoke to me it's more to do with like the drugs alcohol smoke yeah they don't they don't bring into the actual life skills of what you need when you you know go out into the big bad world because you, you I think what young people don't realize as well is you, you do have to start things fairly young mm. a good position ready for when you are definitely the scary thing i find at the moment i've seen a lot of this on tiktok is the uk no pay people or something and there's a there's a movement going around that on the first of october mm-hmm. they're gonna, nobody's going to pay their electric bill or gas bill as a oh, revolt and mm-hmm. i'm thinking you don't yes, realize you're protesting but that's mm. great now, you're 19, 20, but what happens in five years' time when you want to buy a house and you've got yeah. all the CJs? Mm-hmm. No voice, there's no voice of reason at the moment. I think there's no. a lot of people coming up with a lot of conspiracy theories. And mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's got the right to protest, but there's there's nobody in the schools like mm-hmm. you going in and go, guys, I know this thing's going about on TikTok at the minute, but when you get to that age, don't think that not paying for things won't come back and bite in the bum. Yeah. It's the voice of reason, I think, that needs to be someone. Mm-hmm. And definitely somebody that, like yourself, would be able to do that because yeah. you go into schools and you can be vulnerable and go, look, guys, I never knew what this was all about. No. And you do hear, you hear a lot of young people that do actually want this. Mm. Yeah. I've spoken to a lot of young people where they have said, oh, I wish we did have something in school where we knew even what to do in regards to opening a bank account. Yeah. I've, I've heard that so many times when people, yeah, do ask ask for this to be done but it's it's crazy that it's not been done yeah it 
I think we take for granted having sounds like you've got a very supportive family, as did I growing up. But my mom helped me open a bank account. Do you know what I mean? And some people aren't fortunate in that position where their parents are able to do that. Or Mm -hmm. even parents sometimes have the knowledge to be able to do that. So it would be schools to to get them into that. So we're going to get them into schools. We're going to talk to them about mortgages. Mm -hmm. What do we then need to do to get to the mortgage advisor point? Because you told me a story, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, is when you were 19, you went to like a, a corporate event and you almost felt out of place there. And that would have been like eight years ago, nine years ago now. Yeah. What What did you feel like and what needs to change at those do's? Yeah, I think, so in regards to the do, I think, you know, it, it is forever changing. It's changed completely. And it's really changed a lot over the last eight years. Yeah, but I just remember my first experience. So I was obviously 19 at one of these do's and it was just literally full of men in suits yeah he didn't necessarily want to engage which you know I probably looked like a young girl who almost they weren't 100 sure why I was there probably <laughs> but you'd probably done work but you'd probably worked in the business for 12 months you know what I mean it's not yeah as if you didn't have any any ability was, to talk about what was going on in the world yeah it was just really I just found it really intimidating being young um and I think even to this day, I think sometimes even my mum, she's been in the industry for 40 plus years. And even sometimes she, um, you know, struggles and finds, you know, she she has said, obviously, even from all her time, it has, it is forever changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, back then it, it, it was. And I think there's always been a stigma, even on telly and programmes and stuff. Whenever you see like a, a broker or you hear, it's always in London. It's always like a London broker in a nice, really expensive suit walking down the street with a really expensive briefcase. Yep. Um, there's Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. It'll, you know, try and spot the woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the phone calls, I don't think there was one woman in that in there. It was all just men in suits. Mm. And it's just, you know, it is forever changed, but it's just, uh, it's, you know, more young people need to come in because there's, there's young people now who want a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. And this I is I have the 19, 20 year olds that come to me. Because they they'll kind of relate to you a bit more, aren't wouldn't they? And I hope this podcast, I'm trying to get more and more inspirational women on here. Like you look at the likes of Hanny, and um, I've had a mortgages um with Hanny, um, Pam and Nina Brown talking to Lisa, yeah. who's at mortgage first. There's there's certain, Kate McTurn, a very good friend of mine that set up this huge company, Samantha Sarone, the estate agent. There's lots of yeah. this podcast. Kylie mm-hmm. Ann from CAG Financial. These are mm-hmm. all women that prove it can be done in the industry. Yeah. But it's getting these people into the industry to start because yeah. if they work hard enough like anybody, you can succeed. But I appreciate it is harder because you go to those events at 19 and it probably it would have been very easy for you to turn around and go, this world's not for me. And we wouldn't be I did think that. that <laughs> yeah. but what I'm seeing at the moment especially on LinkedIn and I know you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn is you are seeing the likes of Sam Lappin you're seeing the likes of Brad Rathbone um uh Sam Mason's a big one as well that I follow and and chat away to that Mm -hmm. these are the next generation of mortgage brokers and with that brings brand new business as well yeah are you finding that that you're you say you're getting the 19 to 20 year olds but are you getting like the 25 year olds that you helped at 22 to buy their first house yeah and 
again, yeah, so I'm now on people where I'm buying like their second home or, you know, people that came to me on their own and they've now come to me with their little family, you know, or they've had a baby and it's so nice. And I find they're so loyal as well. You know, if you looked after them when they're young, pretty much they trust you anything. Yeah. They won't go anywhere else because they trust you because you got them on that property ladder and you looked after them. Yeah. So, so in, in the summary of that, of the background of you is by being vulnerable doesn't make you a weak mortgage advisor, does it? It actually makes you stronger. Just be honest with people. That's what people yeah. are thinking at the minute, isn't it? 100%. We, 100%. Honesty is always the best policy, especially with our clients. We know that 100%. I just know, you know, for instance... I'm not the most knowledgeable person ever. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm only so many years into actually being CMAT qualified. So I'm not claiming to be on the best mortgage broker there is. I still sometimes will be in meetings and, you know, someone will come to me and ask me a question and I'll go, Oh, I'm not entirely sure. So I'll just go and check with mum or. Yeah. On that one. I'll, I'll never, ever like claim to know it all. And Best way to be. Yeah. Definitely. Right, so we've talked about you, we've talked about how to get women into the industry, how we need to speak about it in schools. I think the biggest platform we can get that out there is social media. And you guys are, what I've noticed from social, very consistent, consistent with your colours, consistent with your brand Mm -hmm. and the content you put out there. So Mm -hmm. two things that I picked out from your social media is you use your colours very effectively, don't you? So use your your green colour. Why do you tend to do that? Um, so I just, the green stands out. I think it's, you know, um, I think I, I heard you say as well, if you have a bright colour, it's, it stands out and you've got to have a colour that people remember. Yeah. Um, we've got that, that really bright lime green, which at first I was like, oh, mum, really lime green? <laughs> like for my sort of aesthetic palette. But now I love it. And I just know whenever I see that lime green anywhere, I always think of us. And I, I know our clients do. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I try and put the um, the green everywhere, basically. <laughs> that I all um, And what I said at the beginning of this podcast, you're doing a lot of things, because we've only connected in the last couple of months, you're doing a lot yeah. of things that I say to my clients to do. So mm-hmm. we need that bright colour. And if you see a lime green, normally you wouldn't think of a mortgage broker, so it sticks in your mind even more. Yeah. Guys. When you're obviously you look after the social media, you do all the social media content or the ideas. Yes. Where do you get your ideas from for social media content, Laura? Yeah, so we have a once a week sort of like brainstorming all of us together where we talk okay. about what's what's happening in the world that we need to talk about. Um, you know, anything like any sort of like um awareness days that are happening where we can relate to it or we can bring it in, we do that. Um we look at other people's social media to see what they're doing. Um, we go on Google and Google, you know, social media posts, what you can do to create uh-huh. your post, um, just things like that. And I think where I've always had that sort of um, crafty yeah. side of me, I'm, I'm, I'm good at kind of thinking up, okay, this is what we can do, or why don't we do this? I love that, that you... You, you act like a marketing company. You have a meeting every week. I've not spoken, and there might be some out there, I've not spoken to a company that don't use us for their socials that have a weekly meeting. That's mm-hmm. really powerful, I think, because you can 
And I think your ideas, and tell me if I'm completely wrong, but you might be sat around a table and somebody turns around and goes, oh, I did a mortgage the other day for somebody that had a CCJ that their bank said no, but we placed them with another lender and we got it. You can mm-hmm. then go and take that into a post, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So we do it. Yeah. We do a lot of that testimonials. We always say to our you can do a photo and we can use it because it makes yeah. it more um, Sometimes off, off their own backs, our clients will like, you know, put on their Instagram and tag us in to say, you know, I've got the keys sort of thing. Can I repost it? <laughs> That's exactly where I'm going to give a bit of a plug to a product that we offer. So we offer a social media calendar. And yeah. You guys think of the ideas. You've got the ideas down. You know exactly what you're posting. But mm-hmm. for somebody that's sat at home on their own, we've developed a calendar with 365 ideas. And it's okay. 120 quid. And it gives them an idea for every day. Yeah. So Monday might be a testimonial. Tuesday is a good news story. Wednesday yeah. is National Cat Day. Mm-hmm. share a throwback photo friday set uh, upload a photo of somebody with their keys yeah that it's- definitely helps definitely because i i have just started to try and bring that in so i now do monday motivation so oh, i yeah. try to make a motivational quote on a monday um top tip tuesday that sort of thing i try and not do it every week to try and make it a little bit different because i always worry about people getting bored as well <laughs> Well, it's funny you oh, say what that. I do? A lot of people do say this to me. They go, well, if I'm posting the same thing every week, but you've got to remember, only about 30% of your audience will see a post. So you've got yeah. to upload something three times before they probably see it anyway. Yeah. And the great thing is with you, and this is a little tip, is you've got a massive bank of content now. You can. There are bits of software out there. You can have it uploaded once every three months. Mm-hmm remember the name of it it's not buffer that we use it's another one it just it recycles all your content okay yeah save you a bit of job and just yeah good (laughs) i'm off to do social and go shopping yeah or go like go go to a yeah uh, go have a nice meal but it's that type of thing like you say there you're taking ideas from people that are in the business yeah i really love sorry i love a lot of people do um you know the videos like Mm -hmm videos where they just talk I think Nina yeah. does a lot of it yeah. I love that but again I'm just not brave enough to do it <laughs> you know the amount of times I've filmed myself and looked at it I'm like no I'm not posting that <laughs> but that's what Pam was saying about Nina it's Nina it took yeah. 500 times and Pam was just like get it out there I think it comes <laughs> yeah. you consistently have to do it before you get confident in doing yeah, it yeah I think I've just got a Go for it, haven't I? Yeah, exactly. When you're doing the social <laughs> posts with uh, the, from the company point of view, do yeah. you block out time to do that every week or do you just do it ad hoc? Yeah, so I try and block off. Um, so I try and do a, a month's worth in advance. Oh, okay, right. Um, and I just book, basically book out a day, a whole day, where I just sit there and just do, do it all. Put it into my um, planner, you know, where you can kind of get it and it posts automatically. So I'm not physically behind my desk three times. Could you could you talk us through that, Laura? Because when you say you schedule it automatically, what do you yeah. use to do it? So I just use it's on the Facebook. It's just the is it Meta Business Suite. Um, so being completely honest, I don't use any fancy fancy mod console. Um, haven't been taught how to do social media. I'm just. A young person who uses social media I suppose um and even in regards to doing my social media templates I think you'd have a heart attack if you knew what I use <laughs> what do you use 
paint. I do, yeah. Three, so yeah. Three, you don't use anything like Canva or anything like that? No, I use Paint 3D. Uh, so that's Windows. I, I haven't used that. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that is literally all I use. I've, I have tried doing the Canva. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's all I've tried. And what I just, are your struggles with Canva? Just so, just interesting to know. I just struggle to find appropriate um, kind of templates to do with financial sort of industries. Right. Like to use our green, grey, white sort of backgrounds and stuff. Mm. On Canva, they just didn't have unless I don't know I'm using it wrong I probably could do with a lesson to be honest <laughs> no that's it's just interesting to know from um because we're going to set up like a training academy on Canva so we're going to show oh, okay. people how to use it so well just, I'll be up for that there we go yeah. <laughs> but no just interesting to hear so you do it all through paint you and then you sit there once do you know what I mean the thing is if you say you break up that day you could maybe split that up into once a week and do three hours once a week do you see what yeah I mean? definitely definitely all I wouldn't say I sit there and like I'm like oh my god I, I actually find it like you said I sometimes I'll sit there and if I've got 10 minutes free I think right I'll just do a quick template ready for August and get it in August uh, okay you do it that way yeah and, and do things like that but I always like to make sure I've got a month in advance so yeah. I'm in panic trying to you know get socials ready yeah um but yeah I, I find the schedule and the meta business way I love it the reason, because I talk about Meta Business Week quite a bit, and the reason I want to touch yeah. you is because you are, as you say, you're somebody that doesn't use all these mod cons. You are just somebody no. that loads social media content, and it shows yeah. that it can be done quite easily. But yeah. you've got to put that time aside. So that's the first thing. You do your branded, scheduled posts, okay? The yeah. other thing that I really like, the second thing I want to talk about, is how personal your content is. So mm-hmm. what do you do to create personal content? Yeah, so um, mum's the best person. I get her to do it, do a lot of it, but she does do videos um, okay. where she's actually walking, going for a walk, and she'll do it. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of, um, th- yeah, things like that. But we recently have just got into TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, so I would say TikTok, we, we don't get um, business from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really get a lot of traction on the TikTok but put it onto our Instagram and our Facebook, which are our biggest platforms. Yeah. And we purely do it, just number one, to have a bit of fun in the office, <laughs> but also it just makes us personable. You know, yeah. we can be silly and let our hair down and have a dance. The amount of people that have come in and tease us for it, or, you know, it's it's a conversation start and they have a laugh. You know, we have BDMs coming in, they're like, we're not doing a dance. <laughs> But then it's something you can speak to them that's not about business. You don't want to speak about business yeah. all the time, do you? No. And we just find, you know, we're, we're not advertising anything financial related. We're not, mm. you know, this is a product you need to do. It's just us dancing. But people love it because it makes us real and it makes us look like we're human and we're not stuffy and people look forward to coming in because they can see our faces and they can see that we're silly and we can have a laugh and you know they can tell us what they want to tell us and we're not going to judge because look at us we dance on tiktok <laughs> that's it you think about it on a very basic level is they're not embarrassed to talk to you about something in their financial history because you've not been embarrassed about dancing on screen and no it, i think that's a real it's a mindset shift isn't it yeah look, TikTok, it doesn't have to all be about dancing we get that but sometimes it breaks it up a bit doesn't it yeah definitely 
really I mean, interesting. Crazy and tell me how cringe I am, but I love oh, it. Well. What is it? It doesn't matter, does it? As long as it's getting it. this, you're fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we've covered everything to do about you, the financial services industry, women in the industry, social media as well. You're really personal on yeah. social. Those tools that Laura's spoken about there, you've got Paint 3D and you've got Facebook Business Suite. Those are the two tools that you need. And, and I'd recommend mm-hmm. Canva as well in the future. We're now going to get onto the strategy part of the podcast. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and internet connection. What do you start to do to generate new mortgage business? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, again, the power of social media. I wouldn't do a lot. So my answer is going to be very boring. So I apologise in no, advance. I'm trying to a really fun answer, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I would literally just do a video or a post to say, Envision have moved. Okay. This is where we are now based. Existing clients will, we can still look after you. Interesting. Here we are. That's, do you know what? There's been so many answers on this podcast, but nobody has said what you've just said, just an introduction video. Here I am, which is what I do. It's so simple, isn't it? And you can take that and you can put it on TikTok. You can put it on Reels. You can put it on Facebook. Yeah, you can do all the tags to say, you know, hashtag Scotland. <laughs> yeah, North Scotland. You know, hashtag Scottish mortgage. And um, <laughs> I thought that's how obviously people find you. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but when it's anything related, if you want to find a nice person who does your hair, you type in hair and then yeah. it comes up with the local hair people. So, and the great thing is with Google now, they're going to start, you know, when you, type in something and it comes up like Twitter news. Yeah. They're going to start putting Instagram posts there and TikToks. Ah, okay, yeah. So it, it's even more important to write about. So in that video, you would put, I'm a mortgage broker, just landed in Scotland, et cetera, et cetera. If somebody searched mortgage broker Scotland, that would be much more likely to come up because it had mortgage broker Scotland in the actual text of the post. Yeah. So, so yeah, I completely agree with you. Tell people what you do because, yeah, you yeah. You could do all your funny TikTok dances. You could tell it's somebody's birthday. But if you don't tell them you do mortgages, they're never going to know, are they? No, and I believe sometimes, you know, the simple way is the best way. If you overcomplicate things or, you know, it wouldn't work. So simple. I've moved to Scotland. (laughs) Here I am. Here I am. I think that's a lot lot of the things you've spoken about today is you've been, we've talked about a problem and you just come up with a very simple solution. Women yeah. don't know how to get into the industry, so we taught them about it at a younger age. People don't know how to become a mortgage broker. Well, we teach them about mortgages, and like your 18-year-old that came to work for the company, yeah. he'd been in touch with your mom and spoken to her in the past. Mm-hmm. Very simple solutions. Yeah, that's what we like. I think we're very much, you know, we don't want to overcomplicate. We don't like to use big words with clients and things like that because it should be simple. It shouldn't be stressful. Yeah. Understand what they're what they're doing and you know just because I'm a mortgage broker doesn't mean I've got to use a big stuffy word to prove that I'm a qualified person exactly and hopefully when you're in an appointment with somebody that's maybe thinking about becoming a mortgage broker they'll be like oh mortgages aren't actually that complicated it's what goes on in the background and I myself doing that that's where we're well, Laura, we've covered absolutely loads here. We've been talking for yes. half an hour. So, I could talk all day. <laughs> we love it, love it. This was Laura's first appearance on a podcast, and I think you've done absolutely fantastic. So oh, thank, thank you for you. all the information you've given people. 
I would go back and listen to that social media section, especially because Laura just breaks it down and says, once a month, I sit there, I'll do them. I get the ideas from the team and I upload them. That's all it needs. Then be really personal on social, exactly like they do. Go and check out their social media channels. So it will be Envision Financial Solutions. So it's just Envision Financials. Envision Financial, sorry. Yeah. Get them on social media and you can connect with Laura on LinkedIn as well. If the, if there are any um, ladies out there that want to link with Laura and kind of say, look, I'm sat at home on my own and I need someone to chat to, I'm sure Laura will be there. Yes, please do. Honestly, but please do. As a thank you, I'd like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice. Which one would yes, you like thank to donate? thank you. Um, the Mind Charity. Mind Charity, yeah, very popular. Mental health support, yeah. Hotel support. I will make that donation for you. But Laura, thank you thank so you. much for coming on. And I'm excited to no, see where the business goes now. It's going to be even bigger on social and TikTok stars yes. coming. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Laura. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.